0: Last year, more than 760 people died because of gun violence in Chicago. Another 3,300 were wounded in shootings. Since the year 2000, about 50,000 Chicagoans have been shot and injured, scarring bodies and communities. As part of our series, Those Who Did Not Die, we're hearing the stories of some survivors. We start with Les Jenkins. He was shot in the Uptown neighborhood. It was 1989. He was heavily involved in a gang wearing their colors and walking in their territory. I was going to the store with my daughter in my hands and I was taking her because that day was the actually first day of her school. She was 5 years old and I was going to take her let her get us some sweets and take her on to school. And I guess at that time I had the wrong colors on because two guys rolled up on these bicycles and I thought they really was looking for some direction because that's what got my attention. When it was like, "Hey, hey, hey, I I need some help." Here. And then as he got my attention, he quickly switched over to Well, you get Parico, Parico, they asking for drugs, he was trying to distract me, he wanted me to focus in on him, he was trying to get eye contact with me, and he's looking at his partner as he's saying this to me, but they getting closer to me, I kind of knew what they were saying, and I felt what was coming, and it was nothing I can do in that moment. And so one of my first reactions was to engage in dialogue with them then. Like, hey, uh, well, I don't know where you get the body going, but I'm turning with my daughter the opposite way because I felt that. I was nervous. The tension was high, but they was calm. But they didn't belong in that area. I had never seen them a day in my life, so I knew something was going on there. And they had tattoos all over their face, right? And I knew I just had to shield myself at that point and to shield my daughter. And as I tried to turn, that's when I seen like the barrel, I seen the barrel of the gun, like he pulling the gun up and pointing it straight to my my hip. Cause that's where he put it at, to my hip and told me don't say nothing. And it was nothing I can do in that moment. I mean, do you, do I, fold and just let what happened to me do I run do I scream, yell is this it am I finna make it, is this it because it was right, death was like right there staring me in the face and once I seen the barrel of the gun all I could do is turn because I knew what was finna happen and I wanted to shake my daughter at this point <laughs> get me but don't take her and, you know, I, I can remember, like, you know, like when he put it to me, he didn't move it. And then next thing you know, wow, he shot one time. Then he shot me twice, two more times. So my daughter went one way, I went another way. Then I'm on the ground, I'm trying to pull myself to get over her because I see her bleeding. She had bust her head when she hit the concrete. but the impact of the, bu- the first bullet hit me and broke my hip. The impact... Loose my arms. That's when my daughter went from my arms to the ground. So, yeah. My daughter's my baby girl. First daughter, Monique Renee Jenkins. I don't think she was totally clear on what happened. We talk about it, uh, like, right now to this day sometime, you know. And I was like, wow, I had your life at great risk and didn't even know it. It was the colors. I believe the colors. I was heavily gang-affiliated at this time. And I, I remember it like yesterday. I had on a black bulls jacket, a black bulls hat, and it's red. And those colors up there represent vice lords and Latin kings in that area. We thought we ran those streets. Those was our, ne- our blocks, our neighborhood. And these guys they, that came to that area came from a different area. They was Latin folks. Maybe he was just trying to... Uh, make his bone with initiations because that's what we found out later down the line he was he was getting initiated in so he had to come to the other side of the the neighbor uh the, the other side we call it the other side of the park and make his bones i'm just grateful to god that i didn't i didn't die or my daughter didn't die i woke up i was in illinois masonics a group of officers around me asking me a thousand questions I felt angry, bitter, resentful. I was just pissed. I didn't want to talk, you know. I couldn't move. Uh, Doctors were saying that I may never walk again. I had to go to therapy. It was over nine months. Then I went from rehabilitation back to my mom's home. And I just was on a pity pot for half of the duration of that. Because, like, the choices that I was making led up to... You know, led up to me really having a stool. And could it be that I'll never walk again? Could it be that I could have almost killed my only daughter? Because that was my only daughter at that time. I was angry. I was angry. And anyone that wanted to help me, I was angry with them for even wanting to help me. Anyone that wanted to try to show me any type of kindness or help, I remember throwing the, the food back at my mother, like get this away from me. I, I was just depressed. I was like frustrated. I, I didn't want to, I, I wanted to give up on life at that time, because without in my mind, without my legs, what else can I do? And it took time, and it wasn't coming fast enough for me. So I stayed on a pity pot so long. Days in, not wanting to bath, not wanting to eat, Now I was deteriorating. <laughs> I was pissed. I thought I could punish everybody by not eating, right? You know. So one day, my children's mom came in and said, "Are you really gonna do this? Like, are you gonna give up on us?" That day I heard it. It wasn't like it wasn't. The, she hadn't said it before, but that day I heard her. You know. So I started eating. Then um, I started letting people come in my room. I think the healing started. But I still struggle with it. You know? And that's the truth.